Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It's the Wendy's Big Show, a Thursday edition. Tim Allen here in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. There's Leroy Butler. There's Gary Ellerson. And we hit the great Midwest Bank hotline. And welcome in Andrew Brandt from the MMQB and the Business of Sports podcast, as well as former uh, Green Bay Packers VP. Hi, Andrew. You know, you look at the the NFL right now, of course, they got some COVID cases just came up with the Tennessee Titans, and it just feels like they're trying to figure out they just had new guidelines just sent out not too long ago. Are they prepared for what's about to happen here in the NFL? Yeah, hey guys, always good to be with you. And this is something that I kind of, I didn't want to be the nervous Nelly, the Debbie Downer all off season, but I kind of looked around and said, hey, are we really doing this? You know, are we really playing through a pandemic? And the answer was, come on, Andrew, stop. You know, of course we are. It's football and they can handle it. And yes, the NFL has done a great job. Absolutely great. The players, the owners, everybody getting to this point. We had basically an infection-free preseason, and we had an infection-free first three weeks. But now we got a mini-outbreak, one team, the Tennessee Titans, it seems to be contained there. And here's what I want to say. If we look back in December or January and say, yeah, everything was great except for that you know, week in, first week of October with the Titans, hey, that would be great. That would be great. My worry is that this is just a a harbinger of things to come. We're going to have these mini outbreaks throughout the year. We might miss some games, and it's not going to be easy to fit in bye weeks going forward. This is one disruption, which they can handle. They'll just stick the the Titans in week eight or whatever it is, but there are going to be other ones. I, I just think it's naive to think there won't be. Yeah, my thought on that is why didn't they come up with a extra bye week, maybe have two bye weeks instead of one when they knew that this probably could happen? You know, I think, Gary, that's if they need to, they will. You know, it's like I think that Tampa, they've talked to Tampa about the Super Bowl, and if we need to, we can move it back. If we need to take away the bye week before the Super Bowl, we can. I think everything is on the table with this COVID year we're in. I just don't think anything's hard and fast now. Uh, you too, Gary, you want, you want to follow up? 
Yeah, you can go ahead, Leroy. I appreciate you giving me the uh, yielding back to me. Andrew, I got some, I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with something that's, that only you can answer, and you're the smartest guy to answer this question because I think it's the only way I think the fans will understand. You got two guys that need to be signed. You got David Bottiari, and you have Aaron Jones. Now, the fans think you can just pay all these guys, and the Green Bay Packers got allegedly $9 million. Uh, how do they get both of these guys signed, Andrew? Do you think they have to pick, or do they go to maybe Devontae Adams and guarantee his contract, maybe extend him out to create more space and give more cash, and maybe they can sign both of the guys. How do they get those two contracts done? Or do you think one of these guys is gone? No, I wouldn't say anyone's gone at this point. I do think they know, because I knew when I was there, they know who the priority is. And, you know, you see it every year. The Packers go to someone during the season yep. uh, and get that done. And then you hit into free agency and you've got that other one to get done either at the cusp of free agency or do you get into the franchise tag discussion or do you let them out in the market for a minute and hope they come back and you have an ability to match. I think, you know, the cap discussion is always tricky because, like you said with Devontae or Aaron, I mean, you can make room. It was always something I was very conservative in not doing that so you don't push out the problem to later years. But, yeah, that is always available. I think the one thing you have to worry about, Leroy, is the, is the staggering issue. Because when when I did Brett Steele or with Clay Matthews, I mean, you wanted to make sure you're staggering. Just You don't want to have two $50 million outlays in one year for player costs. Mm-hmm. So I just think that these guys have backed up on them now. Can they do one? In in season extension, can they do one prior to the 2021 year? Those are the decisions that have to be made. Do they need to jump into the renegotiation game like with Devontae or Aaron? You know, these are tough ones. I will say this about Aaron Jones. You know, all these running backs got deals done. Yes, they did. And it's curious to me why they didn't. And I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know if the why they didn't is from the team side or the why they didn't is from the player side. Because you got McCaffrey out there setting the standard, and then Derrick Henry, and then you got a bunch of deals in Mixon and Kamara mm-hmm. and Dalvin Cook that when you get a guy like me digging into them, they're not really the strongest deals. You know, they're a little bit uh, overhyped, especially Camara. So I wonder if the agent's saying, you know, you're showing me those three. I don't like those deals. I like Derrick Henry. I like I like uh, McCaffrey. And the team's saying, you're not Derrick Henry or McCaffrey. So that may be behind some of that. Yeah, we had some, uh, real quick, Tim, we had, I wish we could play the sound for you, but we had David Bottiaro. We have him on every Every yeah. Tuesday, I guess it could get a little awkward, but I I want me and uh, Gary to fight this fight for him. You don't if you're a team, you don't necessarily want a guy talking about contract all the time. But he did bring up something that first week we talked about it to him, Andrew. He said that Kansas City had a hundred thousand dollars left in the bank. Yeah. They got two deals done with 
you know, Chris Jones and, of course, Patrick Mahomes. So they can pay some kind of way. How do they make those type contracts work when on the books you show they don't have any money? <laughs> yeah, KC kind of uh, went against the standard and all the cliches this year because you're right. They had enough for a ham sandwich, and they did this. <laughs> I will say this, you know, and I've been on with you guys before. Usually when you're Super Bowl winning team, the players can buck up and get some strong deals. Again, I don't want to bash Lee Steinberg or anyone, but I just am not a fan of that Mahomes deal for the player or the the Jason Kelsey deal, which is way below the George Kittle deal. So my my point is, somehow, some way, the Chiefs got not player-friendly deals, but they got team-friendly deals in this Super Bowl uh, glow. And, you know, Pat Mahomes is making like $10 million this year where Prescott's making 31 and and all these other quarterbacks are making 30-plus million. I know he's going to make a ton of money late, but that's exactly what you're talking about. They got him to basically play for what he was going to play for this year. And you never do that with a new deal, but somehow they got it done. Does age ever come into the equation of when you're going to give a guy a new deal? For example, you look at Bakhtiari, he may be, if you give him a new deal in his early 30s, and you look at Aaron Jones, still relatively young. I think maybe the going rate for that left tackle right now maybe is about $22, $23 million per year. Do you factor in age at a particular, I guess, position? Yeah, you factor in age and you factor in length of the deal. Now, as I always preach, you know, length of the deal is not that important in football because you have low guarantees beyond the first two years. Uh, but listen, these are two completely different positions. And when you talk about offensive linemen, they can be bedrocks until the mid-30s. When you talk about running backs, most of them have washed out by the late 20s. So we're talking about a completely different animal. And, you know, as you know, Leroy, I was there with Dorsey and Amon Green, and I was really hesitant to do deals for those guys uh, in their late 20s. And mm-hmm. now Aaron's younger, but you just don't know when the, the shelf life's going to end with running backs. It's, sometimes it goes off the cliff so fast. And, you know, look at Fournette. He's now a complimentary back at age 25. So... I'm a huge fan of Aaron Jones. I just think that we've got to figure out how much guaranteed, how much early money. And I think he's in this no-man's land between Mixon, Kamara, Cook, and Henry. And I think the team's putting him in that those three, and I think he thinks he deserves closer to McCaffrey. Andrew Bryant joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show Thursday edition here and uh, Andrew, let me let me just uh, go go. You mentioned Leonard Fournette and and players just moving around. Is that sort of the trend? I mean, is that that we're going to have to deal with because of cap situations, because of everything what you guys were just talking about? They can only afford a couple of guys the way it looks, and then you got to work around that. But are we going to see a trend where players are just traveling all over the place a little bit more than they have? I don't know if you you know. Less than basketball and baseball, I think, because I just think it's such a team game. It's so schematic. Free agency hasn't shown huge results because 
everything scheme, you know, cover two, you know, vertical offense. I think that teams get cap strapped and they think they got to release guys, but, you know, Look at Fournette. Fournette's coming out of a team, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. They've got like fifty million a cap room. It's not a money thing, so they're just moving on from that guy for whatever reason. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think the one thing that we've seen there is, and this was true in my era, guys will play take less to stay in Green Bay. And as a negotiator, I wanted that. But I never wanted guys to feel like we were taking advantage of them. Now, Devontae Adams is making so much less than some of these guys out there, even a guy like a Sammy Watkins or Allen Robinson who got to free agency. Because once you get to free agency, that's where you really make the money. Now, do you want to be Devontae Adams making $20 million a year like Keenan Allen and um, all these guys playing for someone you know, would you want to be Keenan Allen playing with a rookie quarterback for $20 million, or do you want to be Devontae at 16 and a half playing with Aaron? These are all the decisions that have to go into it for a player. But I just hope that <laughs> the Packers don't take advantage of that. I felt bad taking advantage of that. Yeah, Andrew, you should write a book and just name it Contracts. No one is smarter than you, my friend. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. I got one more to get you out of here. Um, I think for the most part, most people want to understand moving forward because next year you got Jerry Alexander, you got Kevin King and yeah. all these guys. When do you start to do an extension? Do you try to do that with one guy, one year left? Or you let a guy play out. When do you say to David Bateau, say, man, we'll just use the franchise tag as part of the negotiations to get a better deal? Yeah, it has to be part of the negotiation. And, you know, those of us that kind of look for the breakthrough contracts with players, we just hope that they buck up against that franchise tag use. Because, you know, we had it last year with, with I mean, Aaron had two years left, but Russell Wilson had a year yeah. left. And so I thought, Russell Wilson, play this out, and then, oh, my God, what a contract we'll see. But, of course, the, he he looked at it and said, it's not played out. It's played out and then face the tag. <laughs> That's where the leverage right. teams have. But, you know, you talked about players like Jair, who I'm a huge fan of. I mean, you've got to get to those guys. You can't let those guys get to free agency. Because the money will just, for a corner, uh, for a, a, and I put Bakhtiari in this too. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're just such yeah. premier positions. And one thing about the CBA is different from when I was there. When I was there, you didn't have any, any minimum time that you could go do a new contract. Now it's got to be three years in. So you've got to play three years before the team can even sniff at, you, at doing a renegotiation. But once that hits, like it just hit for Mahomes and it just hit for these guys, Kenny Clark, then you're gonna you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, Lewar, just... I got I got one more, Lewar. Just just uh, Andrew, are you surprised at the start the Packers have gotten off to and how well Aaron Rodgers is looking right now? No, I'm so biased. You know, <laughs> I'm talking to you guys, but I yeah. but the national people. You know, my Twitter, like, Andrew, you're just so biased, you know. I'm like, yeah, I am. I was in a casino this summer. I, I don't bet. I don't bet. But I've walked by that sports book, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. 
Aaron Rodgers, MVP, give me the odds. And it was like 21 to 1. And I, it's the only bet I made all year. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, a year into the system, knowing that the end is coming, I, I think in two years, because of the love pick. And he just, there's no talent drop-off with this guy. Mm-mm. And they are playing. I mean, I just laugh when I see these these teams complain about their receivers. I mean, Aaron's playing with Devontae and a bunch of guys that no one wanted. And Lazard's hurt now, so he may not I even know. Play. It's going to be interesting <laughs> because he makes everyone better. There's, there's just, you know, I, right now it's Aaron and Russell and Mahomes and everybody else. I don't think there's anyone in – in that first tier besides those three. I really don't. And among those three, they'll, they'll separate themselves over the next few weeks. So you're not going to tell us how much you bet on Rodgers, then? Hey, we don't <laughs> no. need to know that. We don't need to know that. that is He's a, no. a money guy, Tim. He's not going to tell you that. <laughs> that is a no. <laughs> All right, Andrew, hey, thanks for the time, man. Thanks we a lot, buddy. It. Appreciate it. All right, guys, talk soon. There he is, Andrew yeah, Write Brandt, that book, man. The MMQB, as well as the uh, – Business of Sports podcast and former VP of the Green Bay Packers here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help and experience a state of bankability. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Yeah, well, venture a guess on how much it was? I mean, you guys know him better, better than I do. Well, he's got more money than us, so there you go. <laughs> Okay, take our final break here, wrap things up. The Wendy's Big Show as we prepare you for the Bill Michaels huddle. That's next here on the Wendy's Big Show on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.